This is Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio and on Sirius XM Channel 80. Controversies in the lights today around the Baltimore Ravens. Because sometimes you have to be careful in the way you say what you say when it comes particularly to the players on your roster. And it feels like today, Eric DaCosta, the Ravens GM, may have forgotten that, and it has caused tension that we never could have anticipated. It's Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz, we're presented by Progressive Insurance. And I want to be clear, this isn't even tension just about Lamar, right? This isn't tension just about the quarterback position. This is tension about the offense. And it all came from a simple answer to a complicated question. The question being asked by a reporter of Eric DaCosta, the Ravens GM, was about their inability to identify and develop great wide receivers in the draft. This is what he had to say about them not being able to evaluate the wide receiver position effectively enough. I would say a lot of people would say the same thing. It's a challenging position to evaluate in different ways. Um, I don't have a, if I had an answer, that means I would probably have some better receivers, I guess. Um, we keep trying. You know, I think there's a lot of things that go along with that position. Sometimes it's, it is tied to the quarterback. Um, and I think it's tied to things like durability. It's tied to, you know, a lot of things. Um, we're going to keep swinging, you know. Uh, there have been some guys that, you know, have been successful players for us that were draft picks. Uh, we've never really hit on that all-pro type of guy, which is disappointing, I would say. But it's not for lack of effort. We believe in what we do. We believe in our scouting. We believe in the system that we have, the scouting system that we have. Um, it's one of those anomalies that I really can't explain other than to say we're not going to stop trying. We're going to keep trying. We've drafted, I don't know, Chad would probably know, but probably at least five or six receivers in the last four years, maybe. Um, we're going to just keep swinging. And, and hopefully at one of these points we'll hit the ball out of the park <laughs> better wide receivers i guess okay take a shot at your own wide receivers publicly humiliate uh how you say the word humiliate him yeah there you go there you go there it is just very humiliating to the wide receivers also he said it's tied to the quarterback okay we'll take a shot at lamar jackson just i i, I don't get it and then he talked about the durability um, in which, you know, guys have been hurt. But I think it was unnecessary for a lot of things that he said there. And I think it calls and will cause more issues, more so than help the situations that they are currently in. Well, it took seconds for it to cause issues. It feels like in a sense-deleted tweet, the Ravens, Rashad Bateman, who you might remember as a wide receiver drafted in the first round in 2021, tweeted out, how about you play your payers? How about you play to your player's strengths and stop pointing the finger at us in number eight. And then he said, blame the one you let do this. We take heat 24-7. Keep us healthy. Care about us and see what happens. Ain't no promises, though. Tired of y'all lying and capping on players for no reason. Now, a couple of things here, Harry. Mm. He stands up for himself. He stands mm -hmm. up for Lamar Jackson. Indeed. He talks about the fact that he's tired of them lying and capping on players for no reason. Ding, and ding, also, ding. as I just said, He's the 2021 first-round pick. He Did hasn't been around there for the four or five years. Like, he's new, and he feels this. He's new, yes. and he feels that ickiness in the locker room. Yes, and I can't help but go back to Hollywood Brown. And when he was with the Baltimore Ravens and basically wanted out and wanted to be traded, and rightfully so, he got traded to the Arizona Cardinals. 
And he made sure it was nothing to do with Lamar Jackson. Those guys have a very, very close relationship. But then you start to hear things like this come from Rashad Bateman, who hasn't been there that long. And it's not by surprise, right? They have Todd Munkin, the new offensive coordinator. Grant Roman is no, like, nowhere around there anymore. There's a reason why they got a new offensive coordinator. A guy that used to be a head coach in the National Football League, Dirk Cutter, a guy that I'm cool with, close with, literally said when Todd Munkin got the job that the offense, the pass game, will be up to date to this century. That's basically saying the Baltimore Ravens offense, and from an offensive standpoint, was not up to speed with 2023. And it wasn't. It wasn't, Fitz. Nor did they surround Lamar Jackson with the proper pieces. Now, I like Rashad Bateman. I think he's going to be a good receiver in the National Football League. He was a little banged up this year. But before he got banged up, he was making plays. But we pointed something out. The Buffalo Bills. They went and traded for number one, Stephon Diggs. The Philadelphia Eagles, they went and traded for number one. Who was the other team we mentioned, Fitz? And Devontae was traded to the Raiders. I know they didn't win Devontae a lot of games. Adams. They, they went and traded for that guy. Okay, if you don't draft that guy, go get him. Stand on your ten toes. Stand on your two feet. Go get that guy for your QB1. A former unanimous. It's only been two people unanimous MVP winners in the National Football League. Tom Brady, Lamar Jackson. You have to. You have to look at the Ravens organization because right now the easy thing for everybody to do is say, well, the Ravens can only do so much with Lamar. He's so limited. Well, then why'd they fire their offensive coordinator? I mean, they told you where they think part of the problem is by firing a coach, right? And then coming in and saying, well, he's limited and having even Eric DaCosta say, well, part of it comes back to the quarterback. Okay. Well, at what point does it come down to coaching? At what point does it come down to player development? At what point does it come down to the organization? Like, Mm -hmm. I just, I struggle with how guilt-free the Ravens seem to want to be in this entire conversation about whatever the shortcomings are. You've got a special talent, Lamar Jackson. Like, does anybody listening genuinely believe the Ravens would be better next year without Lamar Jackson? Like, Oh, I got a news flash for him. Lamar Jackson got there, what, 2018, right? 2015, 16, and 17. Guess where the Baltimore Ravens were? Out of the playoffs. For the five years that Lamar Jackson has been in Baltimore, they have been in the playoffs. And you can easily say, if he didn't get hurt the year before last, in which they had the number one seed in the AFC before he got hurt, they would have made it five years out of five. You got your guy? You better keep your guy. There, it's funny to me because you look back at year by year. They had Vinny Testaverde when he was roughly 473 years old as their starting quarterback in the beginning. Then they had Harbaugh for a second. Then they had Tony Banks, Elvis Gerback, Jeff Blake, Kyle Bowler, Kyle Bowler uh, McNair uh, for uh, a second. And then Joe Flacco. And they have mm-hmm. Flacco all the way until they get to Lamar Jackson. Like you, You're in this moment where... It's the easiest thing to do in the world is to sit here and doubt Lamar Jackson. But look at the organization and ask me where they deserve the benefit of that and their ability to build great offenses. Find me the great offense that they've ever had. Find me the moment that I can look at it and say, oh, my God, this chapter of the Ravens and Jim Harbaugh have been defined by their explosive offensive powers. It just doesn't exist. And if it just doesn't exist at some point, that's not just on the quarterback. 
That's not on the quarterback. I, I mean, you got a GM that stands up in front of a mic and says, don't know why we can't get it wrong, but boy, well, golly gee, we'll keep trying. Could you imagine if a quarterback stood up at the mic after a game and said, don't know why I threw six interceptions, but golly gee, I'll just keep trying. Like <laughs> they, were, they would crucify him. I mean, and, and, and you've got a head coach that's basically saying nothing through any of this, that we're not at all making a villain. We're not even making a part of it. Like, the benefit of the doubt that we're giving Harbaugh and the Ravens because it's just easy to heap all of this on Lamar. I'm just telling you now. You tell me that Lamar Jackson is the starting quarterback of the Raiders going into next season, I would be ecstatic. You give him Devontae and Hunter, and you give him uh, Darren Waller and hand it off to Josh Jacobs, and you say, go cook, I would be ecstatic. I don't know why people are making this complicated. And you would also have him for what? Probably the next eight to ten years? At least. He's 27. I mean, uh, like, at this point, yes, you're right. Because of the way he plays the game, he he may not play to 40. You also have no idea when he actually has a proper coach what kind of development we'd see in his ability to play the game different ways. Like, Mm -hmm. there was a perception at one point in Mike Vick's career that he wasn't going to ever be able to throw the football. Didn't keep him from playing for a long time, uh, off-seasons, off-the-field stuff aside. Like, uh, quarterbacks evolve. Uh, God only knows who Lamar Jackson could evolve into if you gave him the same weapons that you've given Jalen Hurts and you give him the same coaching that you've given Jalen Hurts. He's, he hasn't had any of that. Yep, and I, and I agree 110%. And, and that's why I make the argument that Greg Roman was holding this offense back. Well, Greg Roman was the offensive coordinator. He's no longer the offensive coordinator now. But you want to know who oversees everything? The head coach, John Harbaugh. He, he oversees everything. Right? Didn't they get rid of Wink Martindale? Now, think about this now, because this is something else I don't think a lot of people are bringing up. That's two coordinators they, they've gotten rid of in back-to-back years. Wink Martindale and Greg Roman. Right? I At mean, some point, you gotta you got to look in the mirror. This It's funny because Harbaugh, and you're right, I think I said Jim earlier, obviously, uh, how much we cover college football. Uh, but if you're talking about John Harbaugh, you're talking about somebody that, that is sort of on a pedestal with the organization in so many ways and somebody that is never doubted. Well, we live in a world where constantly we judge coaches and GMs for not making the most of their quarterbacks. We sit there and have this conversation all the time about the Packers and their inability to get the most out of Aaron Rodgers because he's only won one Super Bowl. Why is it that in those situations it's the organization that's failing the quarterback? And in this situation, the presumption is it's the quarterback failing the organization. <laughs> I mean, it, it's it's that that's the way the world works for some odd apparent reasons. It's well, whatever I would the, never understand it, but it is what it is. Whatever the divide is, it just got worse because now you've got wide receivers out there on social media clapping back at the GM. This is just getting started. Uh, by the way, on a serious note, you can help people in areas affected by the Turkey earthquake, including Turkey and Syria. Just visit redcross.org slash ESPN to help the Red Cross respond. We want to hear from you. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. You guys have stacked the lines all day wanting to talk about Lamar, so we'll let you get in. What do you make of the Ravens team building around Lamar Jackson? What are your thoughts on this entire issue? 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. It's Fitz and Harry, and you all next on ESPN Radio. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. You can't win in this league without a strong quarterback. I mean, that's been proven. So we want Lamar here, and we want him back. 
It's just like a relationship, right? You know, one side of the relationship can, you can tell me everything you want me to know in here. But if you're not showing me anything that you're telling me, why, why do you think it matters? He has earned the right to ask for a fully guaranteed deal. If the Baltimore Ravens are not going to give it to him, then he has to make that line in the sand and say, I need to be out of here. Fitz and Harry, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. Presented by Progressive Insurance, Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz. Y'all can chime in, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We want your thoughts on the Lamar Jackson Ravens situation on the heels of GM Eric DaCosta coming out and saying essentially they haven't been able to get the wide receiver position right. They don't know why. They can't find the all-pros and uh, that sometimes it's about durability in the quarterback and Rashad Bateman, the Ravens' first-round draft pick from 2021, clapping back on Twitter. It's created tremendous controversy. Triple H, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. I will quickly address someone called in and, and, and yelled at Devin and said, why don't you guys talk about baseball? It's preseason baseball. All right, spring training baseball, nobody cares. Right? You want to know why we don't talk about baseball right now? Because nobody going to but listen will, to that. But, but we, we will get to it. We will get to it. We will. We're going to get to it. We're going to talk about when, 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 like, believe it or not, we don't just get to come in every day and decide what we're going to talk about. Like, ratings matter, and we know what people listen to. Nobody wants to hear about what we think of March Madness until we get to March Madness, and nobody wants to hear anything about baseball right now. Sorry. I'm just but being, we will get to it because I'm will. a huge baseball fan. Yeah, no. Huge baseball fan. Well, look, I'm a lifelong diehard three-day Mets fan. Like, I've been a Mets fan for like three, four days at this point. Devin, have we gotten in me, me any free Mets gear out of this yet? I mean, you're asking after three whole days? Uh, well, wow, I mean, I know have thing. you clipped it, off it, a segment, sent it to the Mets, and been like, hey, our guy's going to be the national Mets guy? Have wow, you, I feel sorry for you because if you were a Braves fan, you would have been had your gear by ooh, now. Ooh, and at least. So look at that. Mm-hmm. Like, if I, if I was a Braves fan. I know people that know people. Devin, what are Beach we doing? Zone. I mean, you chose wrong. What are you looking at me for? No, but the, I, you know what? We uh, we both wear the same size, right? Like my gear could end up benefiting you. Ooh, maybe okay. we get a big box. Now I'm in. Maybe now we I'm get in. a big box. All right, uh, you guys want to chime in? Triple eight, say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. Call me, Mets. Just uh, DM me. I follow you now on Twitter. Just follow me and say you up. That's all you have to say. We'll both know. Scott in Utah wants to chime in on Lamar Jackson. Scott, what do you got, man? Thanks for on the show. Hey, so I'm a big global fan, so uh, I want to say hello to Harry Douglas, big fan of his as well. Thanks, um, bud. So obviously I'm I'm a big Lamar Jackson fan. I do, though, I am wondering on these contracts. Now, as a, as a Chiefs fan, we had to pay Mahomes pretty much whatever we could because he's a guy that you have to hit your team to for 10 years. Lamar, I, again, expected a tad bit more out of him, and as a Chiefs fan, I figured playing the Ravens, but the past couple of years, he has seemed somewhat off. But, but my main point, and again, he was hurt as well, but um, even last year, the year before this, this past uh, season. But I do believe, I heard all throughout last year, that Baltimore had offered him a pretty sizable contract. And I think, are we talking today saying that, but Lamar wants a fully guaranteed contract like Deshaun Watson? Is that what you guys are saying? Yeah, that's yeah. what Is the that reports what are, yeah, that he wants a fully guaranteed contract, yeah. But, 
would we not did we not say that maybe that was one of the worst contracts ever given a fully guaranteed contract to Deshaun Watson? Was that a smart contract? Uh, that's not my my job to figure. What do you do for a living, Scott? I'm in real estate. So if another real estate person writes a, t- this is a perfect example. If another person in real estate goes on in the same neighborhood and sells a house for an astronomical amount of money, and then you're sitting there with your clients, are your clients not going to turn around and say, why is the price per square foot of that house worth that much more than the price per square foot of my house when they're identical houses? I'm right here and my plumbing's better. Like there are certain things you can look at from this house and say they are clearly better. So maybe that house is the outlier, but you want to tell me that you wouldn't have to answer to your client asking you why price per square foot, their house is worth less than a house that just signed on the same exact street. Yeah, and everybody always says that uh, their house, they always think their house is nicer, okay? But there's also a reality of the program. If that was not a good contract, and we don't know whether it was, I think it was insane to offer a guy that kind of guaranteed money in that situation. Um, but the Baltimore, and that's exactly right. So so they can they can go ahead and list their house for the same price, and I know there's a very small chance they're going to get it, but they can do whatever they want. So Lamar can ask his price, um, but at some point, you know, he has to decide, and then Baltimore has to decide, do we – it's still, it's not only would someone list their house for the same price, that's different. The analogy would be if I'm a buyer's agent, would I come in and say, hey, you know what? That house, they overpaid for that house. And this house over here isn't quite worth the same amount. I don't think in, in any scenario it's worth that much. But you know what? Since they paid it, let's go ahead and buy this house. But why does Lamar I mean, care? Why does amount. Lamar care? Like, you're looking at it from the team standpoint. If you're Lamar's standpoint, if if the Ravens won't give you that money, somebody else will. I keep saying this. Like, does anybody really think that Dan Snyder today wouldn't, as the ultimate up yours on the way out to the league, give a fully guaranteed contract to Lamar Jackson that absolutely changes the market for quarterbacks forever on his way out the building? You need one out of 32 billionaires, and I have yet to talk to a single insider at ESPN that hasn't answered the question the same way. We have asked every one of them, would somebody give Lamar Jackson a fully guaranteed contract? And the answer every single time has been, I'm sure somebody will. So, like, it may not make sense to you. It may not make sense to me. It doesn't matter. If Lamar knows that somebody in the world will give him the fully guaranteed contract, why would he take anything less than that from the Ravens? I'm going to take it a step further. You think Joe Burrow's not going to want guaranteed money? You think Justin Herbert's not going to want guaranteed money? So all the Haslam family did was open up Pandora's box. For, for now these quarterbacks to ask for this guaranteed money. And it's something that players have been wanting for a very, very long time. And when you have a guy like Joe Burrow, who rightfully so can ask for it, when you have a guy like Lamar Jackson, who rightfully so can ask for it, and when you have a guy like Justin Herbert, who can rightfully so ask for it, what position are you going to be in then when these franchise guys are demanding that? This is the part of it. Like, as everybody keeps saying, well, the Ravens shouldn't, the Ravens shouldn't. The Ravens don't have to. They can franchise tag him. Lamar does not have to sign the franchise tag. He doesn't have to agree to play football this year. He's got $30 million in the bank. He could choose to just sit back and be like, all right, fine. I I mean, he made enough money last year that he literally never has to work again. Even if he's not good with this money, he never has to work again. This presumption that the Ravens hold the cards presumes that Lamar has to sign whatever's in front of him. If Lamar knows his worth... All it takes is one. It takes one team deciding to give him what he wants. And if he believes that that one team is out there, why would he ever allow the Ravens to offer him anything less? 
maybe he signs a one-year franchise and hits the open market again next year and gets the fully guaranteed money he wants then. But, man, uh, you just think about the way the money's going to keep changing and changing. Mm. But, but we also have the proof in the pudding, right? Why would anybody give that type of contract? Well, the Browns just did. Well, if the Browns did, you don't think anybody else would be in that situation? Desperately needing a quarterback to want to give him guaranteed money? Uh, again, All it takes is one team. All it takes is one. As as a as a Raiders fan, you want to tell me that if the, the draft is shaking out and you got no shot at getting the guy that you need and you got no shot at competing and you realize your stadium's going to be empty for the next 15 years and you're Mark Davis and you are desperate to find a way to stay relevant in a new city, you want to tell me when you have billions of dollars and miss me with the conversation that they don't have that money. You want to tell me that you have billions of dollars and you wouldn't spend some of it just to make sure that you get an answer at the quarterback position? It takes one billionaire willing to fully guarantee a couple hundred million, which, by the way, is like a year's earning for them, and all of a sudden, they're in a good situation. We'll keep taking your calls since everybody's fired up on a 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Plus, we'll give you another layer to this Ravens criticism. They absolutely are catching heat for something from the NFL Players Association that is shocking and plays into this conversation as well. We'll tell you about it, but first, Harry's got to tell you this about O-O-O-O'Reilly. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. I'm Jason Fitz. He's Harry Douglas. I started yelling into my microphone before I turned it on. It's that kind of afternoon. Uh, you might have checked us out earlier today on Greeny. We just want to say thanks to everybody that gave us a chance to sit in that chair for a couple hours the last couple of days and uh, fill those seats. Not, not easy to fill the shoes of one Mike Greenberg, uh, but we were honored to get to do it for a couple of days. Most importantly, we love getting to hang out with you. I don't know what dance moves I'm seeing from Harry Douglas because, like, it, I don't know. My Film price is way too high. You need to cut it. Cut it. Cut it. Cut it. Cut it. I'm feeling good, man. I'm out here in Vegas enjoying my time with I'm my jealous. wife. I get to do the show, you know. With your work wife. From, from the studio here. With my... <laughs> <laughs> you almost said it to He's like, I know, I was like no. hold on now. Hold, hold on. on. <laughs> hold on now. I, I mean, I, I keep telling you, I'll let you be a big spoon. Uh, you guys can chime in. Triple eight, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. There will be no forks, but you may be big spoon. Triple eight, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Chiming in on the Ravens and Lamar. Devin giving me a look of such absolute, like, Devin is giving me the look of, I can't believe uh, what I produced today. It seems like it's the look every segment. You that, know? That, that is probably... That is probably fair. Let's have Mike in D.C. chime in. Mike, thanks for calling Fitz and Harry, brother. What do you got? Uh, I'm calling because just like the of the fans, uh, the disrespect on Lamar, man, it, it, it kind of comes down to their lack of, I, I guess, research. Lamar's Lamar's passion is, is way above what people are giving him. And that's on top of the fact of uh, some of the things you guys mentioned about not having some of the, the weapons around other people do. Most of these, most of the elite quarterbacks not only have a number a, a number one, but they also have a number two. When you look at the Eagles, um, the Bengals, e- even a Gabe Davis to a Stephon Diggs, and these are all things that Lamar misses. And I, I really just wanted people to go back and look at some of the throws that Lamar makes uh, has has made. Um, when you go back to the Dolphins game, I, I mean, I mean, pinpoint accuracy passes that because of where the ball is, turn into touchdowns. And so too much gets put on his legs. Not enough on his arms. When you talk about not paying a guy, that means you don't understand 
the importance of a of a quarterback. And you mentioned Dan Snyder. I truly believe if you were to put Lamar Jackson on the Commanders this year, that they they would have had the best offense in the NFL. <laughs> they might have might have been the Chiefs and the Commanders. Well, I will also say this, and I'll throw Justin Herbert in that conversation. Justin Herbert came in to be a starting quarterback with Mike Williams and also Keenan Allen. Mm-hmm. So it's not like he had the lack of weapons. He had them as well. Well, a year ago right now, it was Jalen Hurts isn't accurate enough. What do you know? You get him A.J. Brown, and suddenly Jalen Hurts has no accuracy issues. Like, this is just uh, – it's all tied together. I think wide receiver, great wide receivers make a difference to, to really good quarterbacks. I don't think you want, it's – You want to know, know what's funny? He just mentioned that about the Washington Commanders. If you put Lamar Jackson over there, they will be one of the better offensive teams in the NFL. With their skill position group? Oh, yeah. Like their players? With Terry McLaurin? I mean, that that yeah. is – oh, Curtis I, Samuel, Jahan Dotson, what we've seen from Brian Robinson this year? Logan Thomas at the, at the at tight end position? Yeah, I, I don't disagree with any of that. Uh, let, let's go to Ryan in Michigan see what Ryan's thoughts are. Ryan, thanks for chiming in on the show. What do you got, man? Hey, uh, it's an honor to be on the show. I love the intro. Uh, nothing gets me more pumped up than that intro. Oh, thanks, man. Um, Appreciate it. That's all fits, yeah. too. But, uh, no, I'm a I'm a huge Ravens fan. I'm a huge Lamar fan because, I mean, in today's age, you don't just follow teams, you follow players. And uh, I think that the Ravens, they've done this to themselves. Like, they could have paid him two years ago. They could have paid him last year. Uh, and then the Deshaun deal got done. And uh, that's the reason why he wants the guaranteed money now. I don't love guaranteed contracts for, like, fully guaranteed, but that's just where we're at now. And uh, by them not taking care of him, it's just going to cause turmoil in that locker room. That's why you're starting to see, like, people starting to speak out, and I feel like it's only going to get worse. I uh, I love the Ravens, but I wouldn't even be mad if he was on another team next year. Uh, thanks for the call. I think there's that's a sentiment for a whole group of Ravens fans that are looking at this and, like, this thing's broken at this point. What do you do when it's that broken? Let's go to David in Hawaii. This should be funny. David, what do you got, buddy? All right, gentlemen, how's it? Thanks for taking the call. So my 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 feeling is this. Why don't you trade him? Trade him to the Packers. Pick up Aaron Rodgers. What do you got to lose? I, I think they're in on Jordan Love. I mean, honestly, yeah. like, that's your answer for that, is that I think they're in for Jordan Love. Yeah, I, I don't think you can do that because you, they've been harping on they need Jordan Love to play, right? And you drafted him in the first round. At some point, you want to see what he's, you know, capable of doing. Now, he's been been had three years in that offense, and I think right now he's at a great point. I think the Packers, um, their general manager, head coach, and offensive corner, I think they all feel like Jordan Love is in a great spot now because that offensive system does take a few years you know, especially at the quarterback position for guys to, you know, really get a grasp and an understanding of what's trying to be done. Yeah, that, that's a I, – I don't disagree with any of that. Let's go to Kavena in San Diego. Hope I'm saying that right. Kavena, what do you got? Hey, um, so my my question is, is what, what at what point is – are you going to be paying them too much? And I, I get the fully guaranteed. That's fine. But, I mean, when you look at the numbers historically – Outside of Mahomes being the exception that I think it was roughly 17% of the cap this season, no quarterback has ever really won while taking so much money from the team. Like, he's kind of starving the rest of the team around him as far as the wide Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to cut anyway, you off. I'm just going to cut you off because that's, that's factually inaccurate. That's factually inaccurate. I, I, I've pulled these numbers 100 times. 
Uh, Stats and Info pulled these numbers for me. And, in fact, if you look over the last 10 years, over half the quarterbacks that have won a Super Bowl or been in a Super Bowl, over half the playoff quarterbacks accounted for more than 10% of their favorite team's salary cap. I don't know who at ESPN or wherever else sold the narrative to everybody that if you pay your quarterback, you cannot win. But we ran the numbers to the point on this show, our own show staff, because Devin's a Giants fan, and we were looking into it because the Daniel Jones thing. Well, I, I pulled our stats and info, pulled every Super Bowl quarterback, every Super Bowl losing quarterback. We went all the way into the playoffs. And in the playoffs, I think it was 48% off the top of my head, 48% of the playoff team quarterbacks in the last 10 years accounted as top 10 salary caps hits in the entire NFL. So there's just no proof that you can't like this is an absolute myth. And I'm going to be mythbusters on this network until I no longer work here. I don't know who told us that you can't pay your quarterback and win. The fact is it is a flat out lie. It is not supported by the information. There is no statistic that actually supports it. I've had stats and info with ESPN run all of them. It's basically a 50-50 split. You want to go to the Super Bowl? You don't need to be on a rookie quarterback contract. You want to go to the playoffs? You can account for more than 10% of the salary cap. We've run the numbers for the last decade. We've run the numbers for the last 15 years. There is no proof that you can't pay your quarterback. I just had to say that. I, I, I want to add this really quick, though, Fitz. Have, have the Baltimore Ravens got Lamar Jackson the proper tools for him to be successful? No, when they weren't paying him? So That's my point exactly. So you're worried about if you pay him, you're not going to be able to do it? Hell, you didn't do it when you had an opportunity and had the money. That is, that is, you are preaching hallelurge. I, like, I got a whole choir coming in to give us the, the hallelurge behind that. Uh, all right, coming up, I'm going to tell you why I am absolutely the closest thing to a Division One athlete on this show next. Uh, Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Oh, wow. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. This is a perfect song to end today's shows with because I hear this song and I always think of The Hangover. And Harry Douglas is in Vegas right now. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM channel. Lady, I'm Jason Fitz. It's got that, you got that Vegas feel. We're a day off. You went to see Usher last night. You're in Vegas today. But tomorrow, tomorrow is, uh, you know, it's Friday. It means we do things a certain way around this show. So Love Friday. Ladies and gentlemen, stay tuned. Javante's working on the board for us, uh, and, uh, you know, uh, while Evan gets a much-deserved vacation, uh, Javante, uh, I was just, just going to ask you straight out, dude, uh, how, how do you feel about your ability to build a lovemaking uh, song list for tomorrow? Because it it's something that Devin puts a lot of work into crafting. Harry's got a lot of opinion on it. People, people get fired up about, you know, what, what we, find out, we find out a lot about, you know, your, your hibbity-dibbity playlist tomorrow. Uh, I'll do, I'll do my best. You know, I was I was confident, but now you know I got, uh, got some issues. Uh, 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 so, you better come in here sure stronger than that. You better come in here stronger than that. I mean, hey, I, never, I never disappoint. Uh, look at that. I, I ain't never disappointed you, Harry. Oh, look at that. Nah, every nah, time, nah. every time you will show Harry, like, Javante, oh, play the hits. I, I know you get them going. But and I can't vouch for you. Like he has never, and I mean, I've worked with him plenty of times. He has never let me down. Like I've always been like, dang. You playing that funk today, baby? You playing mm. them hits? Well, we're gonna we're gonna need the funk tomorrow. Like, I'm just gonna have a little bit of soul. It's gonna, my no no places need to say yes yes all day tomorrow. That's a, I just had to, I just had to make fun of you. I make fun of everyone's voice 
on this show. So. Hey, wait, 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 <laughs> wait. Though, Javante can make fun of your voice. I'm just saying. Javante can, yes. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, like, uh, just beware. Just beware of that. Like, for and no. Everyone's like, what, what, why can't Javante do Because he's black and I'm yeah. black. And okay. he can There's, make fun this, of my voice. That's like, why. It's a, it's a constant <laughs> joke on this show that for some reason, Harry can make fun of Devin, Evan, and myself every single day with our voices. But and they we, all sound the same like yeah, this. We all sound the same. But we can't, uh, we can't turn around and make fun of Harry's voice. I'm just saying. Because I like working. I like my job. All right. Uh, you know, but if I if I decide to quit my job, I've now found out that I can be a Division One athlete. So things are changing around here. Why? Because, uh, frankly, I mean, we all know my basketball skills. They are limited. But Illinois forward Matthew Mayer and I have something in common. See, I may actually be better than a D1 athlete at something. And I'm not talking about music or video games for a second. Uh, he said, in quote, I've been sick in the last few days. I had caffeine poisoning. I had six monsters the day of the game. I only had one before, but I had five after because I had like a caffeine-induced euphoria to play video games so I could barely get out of bed the next day. It was basically like a caffeine hangover. Child's play, Harry. Child's play. <laughs> I remember I was on the road one time, and I'd been on the road for like two, three weeks in a row on a run. And I was having one of those moments where my tummy tone was saying, no, no, a lot. And I, I, I called my, and I was talking and I was like, man, I don't know, like my stomach kind of hurts. And so my buddy was like, well, what are you, what are you eating? And I went through and I was eating super clean, right? Eating super clean, working out. And it's like, well, it's not anything you're eating, the catering. So what do you drink during the day? And I was like, well, I drink the sugar-free Red Bulls in the fridge. And he was like, well, how many? And I was like, well, all of them every day. I was drinking our whole, we got 12 a day as part of our rider. I was drinking 12 a day. So I was drinking 12 sugar-free Red Bulls a day, two or three pots of coffee, iced always because I'm not a maniac, and then about 200 ounces of diet soda a day every day, and I was fine. I am a Division One athlete at this point. By the way, uh, apparently a 16-ounce cancer monster contains 160 milligrams of caffeine. Um, so he consumed 800 milligrams of caffeine. Uh, and that's double what the FDA says is a healthy daily intake. Oh, I feel shooketh now. I mean, mm -hmm. I, seriously, that's the the daily intake is that low? How can you how can you just be realizing that twelve Red Bulls sugar free? I mean, is 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 a lot of caffeine. Well, it was no, the caffeine just doesn't affect me. In fact, to the point, you ready for this, Harry? Like <sighs> when when there was a nutritionist that came out on the road at one point and was like chart everything you eat and drink and I and she saw the amount of of caffeine put in my body and she was like you need to drink water cuz she asked me when the last time I had a water was and I was like I don't know years. So, and she was like you need to drink water. So I quit drinking all the caffeine, cold turkey. Like I mean literally that that day I was like okay, I won't have any caffeine. Never had a headache, never had a come off, never had a fall down. Like, I, I went from drinking 12 sugar-free Red Bull, three pots of coffee, and 200 ounces of diet soda to literally having nothing the next day and had, never had a caffeine headache. Like, I felt wow. fine. And the, the, you, you didn't feel like Pookie in New Jack City? It's calling me, man. <laughs> me, it's Scotty. It's calling me, man. Dude, I went <laughs> six months and never touched anything but water and did not feel any better. So for all the people like, oh, water makes you feel better. No, it doesn't. That's a lie. All right, water never made me feel better. It, it didn't. Like, I drank only water for. Well, you drink Sprite during football games, so you can't judge me. Like, and I feel like Pookie when it comes to Sprite. Like, if I don't have one, I'm halfway about to go crazy. Like, uh, halftime of a game, you walk half in. Halftime before before games, I would probably drink two of them before the game. Halftime, I would have two in my locker ready for me after halftime, and then I would drink another one after the game. I mean, I've gotten to the point where I'll drink, like, I drink these seltzer waters now because, like, regular water is just gross. Man, I used to have them put it in the Gatorade bottles for the sidelines, too. Oh, you, did you have to do that? Yeah, because, like, 
You like, know, like naming rights and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, like that's that. what I wondered. I drink these seltzer waters now, and like I go through like a case a day, and that's just like every day I go through a case of seltzer water. Like I just all I do is consume liquid all day. You know, that's just like uh, true story. I've I've drunken the two sprites that I had today. I have a ginger ale sitting right here on the desk, and I haven't touched it because I would rather have a sprite. Really. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, uh, that's, uh, that doesn't surprise. I mean, the thing of it, and you're going to get on the you're playing first class today, of course. When you get into the plane, no, first I'm class. actually, I'm, um, my wife is. You're going to get updated. Diamond uh, Delta. No, 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 diamond. No. diamond. No? Uh, going, going back, I'm, I'm number four on the list, and it's only two seats available, so I'm not, I'm not going to get it this time. Oh man, you'll get live updates on Kenny oh, and Carlin. The one thing I know you don't want to miss, uh, you'll get updates on his flight from first class. Harry Douglas is going to keep doing radio all day. Thanks for hanging out with Fitz and Harry <laughs> on ESPN Radio. You've been listening to the Fitz and Harry podcast. You can listen to the guys live weekdays from noon to 3 Eastern on ESPN Radio. And you can watch on the ESPN app.